I mean, when you live within 30 minutes of Apple, Meta, and Google headquarters, when you literally trick-or-treat at Steve Jobs' house and casually see like Sheryl Sandberg at California Pizza Kitchen, that's going to have an effect on you. All right, what's up everyone? I'm back. Um, I had a completely different topic planned for today. I was going to talk about the Instagram fan account that I ran in middle school, but I decided to postpone that to another week because the weather as I'm recording right now is very dreary, cloudy, cold, rainy, and it just didn't feel like the right mood for a funny like story. So I decided to talk about um, college majors instead. More specifically, I want to talk about the computer science major. And I just have so many things to say about it, and I don't want my intro to be too long. But here's where I got the inspiration for this episode. One thing I've been doing over the course of my gap year is walking into Stanford classes because I actually live nearby, and they kind of just let anyone in. Like, don't worry, I emailed the professors beforehand to ask for permission because I wasn't sure, like, what the deal was. But once I got there, like, I realized there are plenty of adults, like, in their middle ages or even elderly people who literally just, like, walk into the class and vibe and listen and get some free education. And I actually love that Stanford does not gatekeep in that regard. Um, because you don't have to swipe a badge to get into the buildings, probably because they constantly have like special guests come over to speak. For example, like one of the classes I went to, they had Reed Hoffman, who's the founder of LinkedIn. And for me, it's like no one can even tell if I'm a Stanford student or not because I kind of look like a student and I'm like their age. So I don't even really stand out. I made sure to only go to like the big lecture classes. But anyways, I don't want to give away too much because I did want to make a separate episode about my experience auditing classes at Stanford. By the way, auditing just means you are taking the class not for a grade. So I'm not doing any of the homework, none of that. Anyways, one of the classes that I went to was Intro to Symbolic Systems. And Symbolic Systems is pretty much just a cognitive science major, but Stanford likes to call it something different. And if you don't know what cognitive science is, it's kind of like a mix of computer science, linguistics, philosophy, psychology. And so it's pretty cool. Anyways, one time there was a guest lecturer. Um, actually, every Friday they had a guest lecturer. They had another professor from Stanford in the political science department come over and talk about why it's important to study, you know, liberal arts and the humanities along with computer science slash like why it's important for people in technology to have a strong understanding of history and moral principles, which, you know, goes without saying, right? Because in the tech industry, there are a lot of opportunities to be immoral. I'm sure we can all think of examples in the world where very influential people in technology have made bad decisions. So that was his main point, and it was a great presentation. And he showed this chart that really stuck out to me. It was pretty much just a chart showing the number of computer science majors at 
some top schools. I think it was Stanford, MIT, Harvard, Princeton, Yale. Not like a great representation of every school in the country, obviously, but basically the number of CS majors doubled or tripled at all these schools in the past 10 years. And I thought it was really interesting because also just like anecdotally, I hear all my friends saying like everyone at their school wants to be a computer science major and my own experience at Penn, granted like I am a computer science major there myself, so maybe I'm surrounded by those types of people already, but there's definitely a hype around it and everyone's adding like computer science dual degree or computer science minor And I just find it really interesting. So I want to talk about, is the computer science degree worth it? Because I think we all know, like, it's not an easy subject and it requires a lot of time and effort, yet for the amount of people doing it, sometimes I wonder, like, do all those people actually enjoy it? Like, are they doing it because they really want to or for some other reason? Now... This is where I'm a big fat hypocrite because you're going to hear some of the things I say and then be like, how come you're saying all of that, but then you also are a computer science major yourself? So I just want to call that out right now that I have a very toxic relationship, I would say, with computer science. It's like, you know, when you're not good for something, yet you can't let it go because you can't envision your life without it and you don't know what else is out there and you're scared to find out. So then you just like stay in the relationship. Yeah, that's me with the CS major and we're going to get into that. So without further ado, let's talk about it. Okay, let's begin with why I am a computer science major today and sort of just my personal experience with the field. So as I've mentioned before, I grew up in the Bay Area. Pretty much I've been here like my entire life and it's all I really know. So like growing up, I didn't really realize the significance of the area. Silicon Valley has a rich history of being the place where large technology companies and products are born. For example, we have Apple, we have Facebook, now Meta, we have eBay, PayPal, Google, HP, the list goes on. So that's sort of like baked into the air that this is the area, this is the land where dreams come true. If you are an aspiring founder or CEO, you should come to Silicon Valley. Here we have the venture capitalists who backed today's biggest companies. And this is where people like Mark Zuckerberg and Steve Jobs made their dreams come true. So you should come here because this is the heart of technology and innovation. That's sort of like the vibe. It's hard not to be influenced by that to some degree because essentially Silicon Valley's entire personality trait is being a tech bro. And the fact that Stanford is the prominent university in that area doesn't really help because kids grow up, either their parents want them to go to Stanford or they want to go to Stanford. There's all this like hype around that school specifically, which don't get me wrong, it's an incredible school. 
I didn't get in, but if I did, I probably would have gone even though it's like 15 minutes away from my house. The point is that kids will grow up in this environment and it's going to have some sort of impact on their career goals and what they what they like or what they think they like. So for example, you have kids learning how to code when they're like seven, eight years old, and then they start building apps by the time they're 10, and they do hackathons all throughout high school, and they do research, and then they get into Stanford, and then they become a software engineer at Google 10 minutes away, and then they have kids in the Bay Area too, and then those kids go to Stanford. So like, it's sort of hard to leave Silicon Valley and the whole premise of being involved in technology like it's hard to let go of that when it's it's all you know and the fact that it's a very very lucrative and stable career path does not help in terms of like encouraging people to branch out and discover their interests rather than just being like well what is everyone else around me doing i mean when you live within 30 minutes of apple meta and google headquarters when you literally trick-or-treat at Steve Jobs's house and casually see like Sheryl Sandberg at California Pizza Kitchen, that's going to have an effect on you. Suddenly everyone just catches the tech bug and wants to be a computer science major. But I sometimes wonder how many of those people actually are interested in the subject as opposed to just feeling like that's their only viable option. For me, even though I grew up kind of surrounded by all of this, I didn't really think about being a software engineer or a CS major until I started high school, which, you know, is not even late or anything to be thinking about that. But again, you would be surprised how many kids have this idea planned out, you know, by the time they're in seventh, eighth grade, whether it be because their parents are sort of imposing that on them or maybe they just really are thinking about it. Now, my parents, I never really felt that much pressure from my parents. I do remember in high school, my mom would say to me like, oh, Emily, just just do engineering. Like, it doesn't matter what college you go to and you're going to have a pretty good salary. So just be an engineer. That's one thing I do remember her saying to me. But she never like outright forced me. It was like, you have to be a computer science major. So it was really something that I sort of imposed on myself. Actually, I remember when I was in middle school, I really wanted to be an animator working for a company like DreamWorks or Disney. I just really, to this day, like love, love, love movies, especially good animated movies. And that was something I never acted upon, which again is my own fault. Like I didn't really take it upon myself to explore my interests because as soon as I entered high school, I sort of leaned back and was like, you know what? Yeah, I think I am going to be an engineer because we all know it's a good salary and everyone else is doing it. It doesn't seem that bad. Like I genuinely, math was my favorite subject in high school. I enjoyed STEM topics and I was pretty good at it. So it seemed pretty clear to me like of course I'm gonna be some sort of engineering major, right? But mind you, I didn't learn how to code until my sophomore year of high school. I took AP Computer Science Principles sophomore year and then my senior year I took 
AP Computer Science A, which is just like Java. That was it pretty much. I definitely did not code on my own time. There were a lot of people who went to hackathons and I just like refused to do hackathons because my literal stupid self thought that you were literally hacking something, if that makes sense, like you were being a hacker. And I was like, I don't want to do that. I realized that in the tech world, hack is just one of their like jargon words for building something cool. So at a hackathon, if you didn't know, you probably knew, but I did not. You, I think they have like different themes and you build or code like a product and then you get judged. So looking back, I'm like, maybe it would have been cool to get some real development experience and participate in a hackathon, but I'm also not that passionate where I want to stay up all night and do that or stay up multiple nights. I think they're like, the entire weekend you can see that i didn't really have the passion for it let's just put it that way i kind of believe like if you're not doing something on your own time it's not it's probably not something you're that interested in you should focus your energy on the things that you do find yourself doing in your free time that is where your passion probably lies but i was like whatever i don't care like i don't hate coding I can do it and I'm okay at it and there's also not really anything else that is super striking to me that I just absolutely have to study. So yeah, yeah, I'm a computer science major. And then actually another thing I forgot to mention, I did over the summer of my junior year, so it was from around May to October 2020, I was a virtual research intern slash assistant for this computer science lab at the University of Chicago. It was mostly like machine learning and AI, these very complicated topics that were at a PhD level. Obviously, I was not like coding or anything, but I was helping them out and it was a really great experience, very nice people, but I sort of realized, okay, I don't think research is for me. Like, I definitely don't see myself being a PhD, like, computer science student. I was like, research is not really for me. I can appreciate it. I think what they're working on is really cool. But once again, I just didn't feel, I didn't feel the draw to it. That should have been another red flag. But I went on to college as an intended computer science major. And then I took two CS classes my first semester and two my second semester. So I got some pretty good exposure to the subject. Let me just tell you, like, I learned a lot from those classes. I also, if you listen to my last episode, you'll know I was working really hard. I mean, everyone was working really hard because the assignments were not easy. They were very hard. It was just a lot of work every single week. And for someone who maybe is naturally good at the subject, it's fine. Or maybe you're not that great at the subject, but you really like it. And so that time that you're spending coding, debugging, it doesn't feel so much like a chore because you actually find it very interesting. 
and you love to write code that works, that's a very gratifying thing for you, then by all means, like obviously there are some things where yes, it's a struggle, but it's also totally worth it. And so I'm not saying just because the major is difficult that people shouldn't choose it. That's definitely not true. But for me, I was doing it and working really hard but I also was like, why am I not, why is it not fun? Like, why am I not enjoying myself even like a teensy little bit, you know? And I feel like a broken record when I say this, but I appreciated the assignments. Sometimes I would be working on a coding project and I would finish it. Obviously, you're going to feel proud of yourself like either way, right? But I would also be like, whoa, that's actually kind of cool. I would never, ever on my own time really think of like, making a project like this or coding something similar to this. But because someone forced me to do it, because I'm obligated to since I'm taking this class, now I can say like, yeah, that was kind of cool. But I would never like go on my own time to build something similar like this. And that again was part of the problem because I knew plenty of people who on top of the coding they were doing for class, they were building websites, they were like coding little things here and there just for fun, just because they wanted to. And that is the important thing that was missing for me. And so by the time I finished my second semester of CS course load, I was like, yeah, I cannot imagine myself coding as a profession. I don't even know if I can see myself working at a tech company it feels a little bit early for me to say that, but I definitely do not want to be a software engineer. Like that became very clear to me. So then why, like, why did I stay in the major? Why am I still in it? And people would ask me that. And I would be like, I don't know because I don't know what else to do. And that's when I realized like I have such a problem and I wonder like, am I the only person with this problem? I, I think not. It became especially hard for me to leave because every time I said to myself, this is it, like I'm switching out, I'm switching out of engineering, I would think about the people, my peers that I saw on LinkedIn and they would be switching into engineering. They would be adding a dual degree in engineering just so they could major in computer science along with whatever else they were doing. Or they would at least do a minor in computer science. That just made me feel like, wait, if everyone else, like clearly there's some reason everyone else is choosing to add this on. Maybe maybe I shouldn't leave so quickly. Maybe I should just give it another chance, another year. Because apparently the second year, you know, it gets it gets easier. You know, the weed out classes, after you pass that, it's gonna get better. So that's kind of where I am at right now. I passed the weed out classes, so when I come back to Penn next year, I'm going to have to see, like, does CS actually get better and more enjoyable or at least less work, or is it going to be just as miserable? I don't know yet. But listen, I understand why other people are starting to switch into it or add this degree, because let's face the facts. You could easily make 200k plus straight out of college as a software engineer at a large tech company, or honestly, even a startup too. So number one, 
you're making great money. Number two, everything in the world right now seems to be related in some way to technology and there are great benefits to understanding it at a deeper level. For example, ChatGPT is all the rage right now and this is just the beginning of AI and the possibilities and implications that it's going to have on our world. So understanding that at a deep level, being able to contribute to projects like that is very cool. You know, knowing how many billions of lives that you are able to impact if you have the knowledge and skills to work in that field, that's amazing. So there's that level of wanting to understand the direction that the world is going in and maybe even contributing to it. And I will say that's another reason why I had such a hard time leaving the major because I almost felt FOMO, like I wouldn't be able to understand what was going on if I didn't stay a CS major or that there would be some lack in my life so anyways, in college, I wasn't loving the major as much as I hoped to, yet I'll tell you I was still applying to software engineering internships and why was I doing that? I didn't know what else to do. And the problem was I started to trap myself because there's sort of this snowball effect. I did some coding in high school. I did some coding in college. I declared myself on my resume as a computer science major and then I landed a software engineering internship at Microsoft. So looking at my resume, you would be like, yeah, this girl likes to code or at the very least, we would hire her for something coding related. And so I literally trapped myself, like if I wanted to apply to a different position, like I don't know, um, UX design, I mean, that's kind of similar because it's still within tech, but if I wanted to apply for UX design, they could take one look at my resume and sure, maybe my resume is not too shabby, but that doesn't mean it's a good fit for that position. And so they're going to reject me. Basically, if I tried to switch gears, there comes a point where I don't want to say it's too late. It's never too late, but there comes a point where it's a lot more difficult because I spent so long pursuing one path. That's always how it goes, right? But also, I will say my internship at Microsoft was way more enjoyable than any of the coding homework I did in school. You can see another conflict. I'm like, wait, maybe, maybe it's not as bad as I thought because I actually had fun coding over the summer. So then which one is it? Do I like it or not? I actually, I had to do some networking because I wanted to return as a product management intern. If you don't know what product management is, it's a pretty popular field for people who are interested in tech, but don't necessarily want to be coding all the time, like a software engineer. The product manager takes care of the people and business side of things. And essentially they act as the bridge between the engineering team and the customers and the design team, etc. So they're still getting to work very closely with technology while not doing the engineering themselves. 
it seemed like a reasonable path for me to try to follow given that I looped myself into the whole tech field, but I didn't really envision myself coding, which is absolutely okay, by the way. You can be interested in tech without wanting to code, FYI. Anyways, I had to do some networking in order to switch into that discipline for the following summer. And I was talking to these Microsoft employees who were all very nice and very successful. I was asking them, like telling them about my dilemma, should I stay in the major or not? And unanimously, they were like, you should stay in computer science because at the time I was thinking about switching into business. They were like, you can learn business on the job. You can learn business by yourself. You know what I mean? Whereas computer science, there might be some people who have the motivation to learn all of that at such a deep level by themselves. But for the most part, studying it in college, they said, is the best way to learn it because, I mean, you're kind of forced to do the homework and all of that. You're forced to learn it. You end up with a bunch of invaluable skills that cannot just be replaced overnight. This is not supposed to be any sort of shade towards business majors, by the way. I'm just saying like these people working at Microsoft themselves sort of acknowledge not many people have the motivation to study CS on their own. Therefore, if it's still something that you would like to learn, studying it in college is a very good idea because someone else is providing you with the course content and the homework materials to help you sharpen your skills. And I think this advice they were giving to me is based on the assumption that I want to work in tech, either as a SWE or a product manager. If you don't wanna work in tech, like that's a completely different story. But for them, their recommendation was, yeah, I mean, if you see yourself wanting to be at a company like Microsoft in the future, we definitely prefer people with technical backgrounds. Not saying that they're not gonna hire you if you're not a CS major because, I mean, two of the people I talked to were actually business majors in undergrad. So that kind of goes to show like, it doesn't matter so much. In fact, for a job like product manager, your people skills matter a whole lot more. But having a technical degree, having a technical background is always gonna be a huge plus when applying for this type of role. I actually found that kind of interesting because I was thinking, what if there was someone who, say, was an English major in college, but in their free time, all they did was code and develop and make cool projects? Arguably, they have similar experience to someone who studied computer science in college. Why do I say that? Because one thing I realized after my internship at Microsoft was the stuff you do in industry is so different from what you learn in undergrad, at least what I learned in the first year. Like I used none of it. So basically what I'm saying is that I could have gone straight from AP Computer Science A in my senior year of high school to that internship and like skipped college and I still would have done just as fine. That's not to undermine the value that a college education can provide you. I mean, this is just my first year, so I was taking like intro classes and I did learn a whole lot of things. I'm just saying I didn't use them. 
And just because I didn't use them for this specific internship does not mean that those skills I learned in college are not extremely valuable. And it doesn't mean that I wouldn't be using that in my next internship, for example. But just saying, like someone who spent four years studying something else but developing on the side probably has similar experience. And technically, like they could do a software engineering job probably just as well. You're seeing more and more of these types of people, I think, who are not studying CS in school, but they're developing on the side and they have a lot of impressive projects on their resume and that still gets their foot in the door. So it's a very tough decision. Like, do you study it or not? But then you can also take a look at the founder, one of the founders and the current CEO of Airbnb he did not get a degree in CS. He graduated from Rhode Island School of Design. So his experience is in design and more, more on the art side. Now, he was only one of the founders of the company. There were obviously some technical founders, but he is the CEO right now. And Airbnb is very much of a technology company. So clearly, it's possible. I'm sure he picked up a whole world of knowledge in tech along the way to becoming the CEO, but he didn't study it in college. Another example, my brother, he was a history major and now he works as a product manager in a tech company. But the other thing I wanna call out is the question of whether or not to study CS in college might have to do also with what college you go to. For example, if you go to a college where CS is extremely tough and known for being the most like rigorous major, because yes, it is hard across all schools, but there are some schools where it is way harder than necessary just for the sake of being hard. And that might have a factor in your decision because are if you're not that interested in it, maybe at a different school, you would be like, yeah, sure, I'll do it. But at the school that you attend, you're like, absolutely not, you know? And then there's also this idea that if you go to a really elite or top institution, that what you study doesn't matter as much because the name brand is going to carry you. It might even bring you to the same level as someone who studied something more relevant to the job that you're seeking at a lower ranked school. For example, I'm just going to use Stanford because we were talking about it earlier. If you studied, I don't know, like, I feel really weird choosing a major because I never want to seem like I'm trashing a major or calling it, like, really easy or less desirable. So, okay, let's just make of a major. Let's call it Major A, okay? Major A is very easy. Um, everyone gets like straight A's, it requires almost no work, it's just really easy. Let's say you studied major A, but you went to Stanford versus you studied computer science at school B. And school B has a 100% acceptance rate, which there is nothing wrong with, but people perceive it as not a good school or not as prestigious. And so coming out of there, it's harder for you to find a job 
because people already have this negative bias towards you when they see your resume and that you went to school B. But you studied computer science at school B. And so when comparing these two applicants for maybe like a product manager job where a CS degree is not necessary, but it's helpful, how would you evaluate these two applicants, right? Because on one hand, you have this person who went to one of the top schools in the nation, but they studied something that does not provide you so many tangible or valuable skills. And then you have someone who went to a school that is not prestigious. Maybe the recruiter has never even heard of it, but they studied a really hard major and it is pretty relevant to the job. It shows that this person has some grit. They persevered through this engineering major and they graduated. So then the recruiter takes the person who went to school B. Maybe. I don't know. I'm not a recruiter. I don't know how decisions are made. But this is just an example. Like the school you go to might have an influence on whether or not to be a CS major if... And this is important, if and only if you are indifferent towards the major. And by that, I mean, you don't hate the major. That's important. Maybe you don't love it, but you don't hate it. And there's no other major that you like more. But you're sort of just in this dilemma because, yeah, I mean, I don't hate CS. I don't know what else I would do. But it's kind of a lot of work. So should I really do it? That's sort of the situation I'm talking about where the school you go to could be an influence in your decision whether or not to study CS. My stance is that if you don't like CS and there's another major that you are more passionate about, regardless of what school you go to, I think you should go for the other major. Now, maybe you can do a minor in CS if you really feel like you have to, just as like a backup job security reasons, I get it. Because not everyone has the luxury of being able to study what they like. But in general, I think it's really important to spend your time doing what you like. In an ideal world, you would be able to get a job too. (laughs) So I totally understand why people would be like, I don't like this subject, but I have to study it because it offers a very secure job for me. That that makes total sense. And, you know, you got to do what you got to do. In those situations where perhaps you can afford to take a risk, take a chance, I'm going to tell you that you should listen to your heart. And then finally, for the people who love to code, who enjoy their coding assignments and software engineering work, you should absolutely be a computer science major, even if it's difficult for you. Because I also know a lot of people who are very talented, amazing developers, but they struggle with the more theoretical, old-fashioned side of the subject, you should keep, you should stick with it. And just because you struggle in the theory does not mean you don't deserve to be a software engineer. It does not mean you're not a good software engineer. So absolutely stick with it. But ultimately, there are a lot of factors that go into it. How much money do you need to make post-grad? What school do you go to? And do you like it? Is there something else you like better? These are all important questions. Because at the end of the day, you don't want to trap yourself into studying something you don't like and then going 
going into the job that you don't like and working eight hours a day until you turn 60, like that doesn't sound fun, even if you're making bank. So like really think about it. It's something I really have to think about. And last thing I promise, I just wanted to pose this question out there. Is it good to have more and more computer science majors? Is there such thing as the tech industry becoming oversaturated? In the past, the answer would have definitely been no, because number one, women and people of color are underrepresented in the field. We already know that. They still are. Not so much as back then, but, you know, still by by a lot. But in my opinion, or at least from my impression of things, there is no lack of people who are studying the subject and wanting to be those software engineers. In fact, as we know, there have been a lot of tech layoffs recently and very talented, experienced people have been fired or let go. So what does the future of the tech industry look like? Are we going to see these big companies like Twitter and Meta? Are they going to be hiring as many people? And if not, then what happens to the people who busted their ass to study computer science, not because they liked it, but just because they wanted a, a fang job? Fang being Facebook, Apple, Amazon, Netflix, Google, question mark. I don't know the order of the two A's. And I guess technically now it's Mang. But what, a, what happens to all those people who studied CS because they wanted that six-figure job, um, they hated the subject, but they actually weren't able to get the job because now it's uber competitive and things aren't really working out as they thought. And now they wish that they studied economics because they actually really prefer economics. It's just something to think about. I'm also very curious to all the people who are genuinely passionate about the subject. How do they feel about all these other people who are joining who are not passionate about it and just want to do it to get the bag. And then there's the whole thing where at Stanford, I heard this statistic, I don't know if it's true, something like half of the male undergraduates are either majoring or minoring in CS, which is a lot. Also, I think I saw on the Stanford Daily that CS is the most popular major among female undergrads at Stanford. Now, I'm using Stanford as an example again, but I know that it's a bit different from other schools because it's always had this sort of bias towards CS. But you get the point. Like, what is that going to do to the diversity in colleges and the different departments, especially in humanities? You're going to see funding go more and more towards the engineering side. And maybe that becomes reflected in the curriculum that engineers might not be required to take these core humanities classes anymore. We already have, I've seen a lot of people complaining, oh, why do I have to take these English classes, this history class? It's so dumb. I'm not even studying it. But as I mentioned in the very beginning of the episode, it is extremely important for the people who are going to be designing the software and the products of our future that they understand history, that they learn from history, and have a strong moral compass. You know, all of that is 
equally important because these tech innovations mean nothing if they're informed by the wrong principles, right? In fact, they're likely to be more harmful to society than good. So I'm very curious to see how this trend and uptick in CS majors is going to affect higher education and the curriculum and the overall culture of our society because we live in a society. Okay, it's truly time for me to shut up. I hope this was kind of interesting to listen to and if you are maybe a college student who is on the fence about their major, that this provided some insight or maybe you are a high schooler who is starting to think about what you want to study. Again, this is all just my opinion. You should take everything I say with a grain of salt because I don't think I know you better than you do. So if you listen to all of this and are like, fuck you, Emily, I want to be a CS major, do it. You know, I'm not trying to boss anyone around, but this is kind of my, my take on it. Anyways, I don't want this episode to be too long, so I will see you next week, and thank you very much for listening. Thank <laughs> you.